0: Yes, this is Rashad McDonnell, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. Each Money Making Conversation radio show or podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My guests, in turn, deliver information about uh, secrets to success, career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. I really enjoy my show. Uh, it's going on uh, two years now, and it's really uh, uh, amazing. Oh, three years! Three years? Okay, two years in Atlanta. Two years in Atlanta. Okay, it's two years. In Atlanta. Just you know, just give 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 me full credit then. Uh, three years. Okay, one of make conversation. One of my one of the people who helped break my show uh, when I was in Houston performing this on my on the phone right now. Uh, she's an actress, author, philanthropist an executive producer of Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, a family Christmas gift. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my dear friend, Holly Robertson-Pete.
1: Well, good morning. How you doing?
0: first of all, I'm assuming you're in California.
1: No, I'm actually in New York. How about
0: that? Oh, wow. So you're really perky for a reason. (laughs) Oh,
1: you didn't notice how much more awake I sound?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I yeah, a, I'm on East Coast
1: time. Okay, that's awesome, awesome,
0: awesome, here. awesome, awesome. Now, before we get into the movie, uh, which is going to premiere, A uh, Family Christmas Gift, which is going to premiere uh, December 22nd on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, 9 p.m. Eastern and uh, Pacific, 8 p.m. Central. Let's talk about uh, the uh, event that I went to. It was the 21st uh, Design Care Gala, the Holly Robb Foundation, uh, they're hosted by you and your amazing husband. You know, just. Y'all funny. I'm going to tell you something. You're Rodney funny. We won't talk about that. So finally, I, I finally came. All these years, you know, she know always send a check when she reminds me. I send a check, and uh, this you year, always I, support. <laughs> you finally came. I finally, I finally came. I brought my wife. My wife. So now, because I brought my wife, you will see us every year now, Holly. She Yay! Like, she, I knew it. I knew if I got her
1: there, I knew I would hook y'all li- in. She loved I it was, so much. Yeah, I was so happy to see you guys there. I mean, and first of all, let me say thank you for investing your hard-earned dollars. Uh, into holly Rod, and we can't do what we do for 20 plus years without people like yourself who's just you're you're one of those yes guys and i mean that in a good way like we, i hear a lot of no's in philanthropy because mm-hmm. it's basically creative begging and calling around asking for money <laughs> for your cause and every single time i think i've just lightly asked you it's just been, of course, yes, no problem. Where do I send it? So right. I want to thank you for that, and I'm just—it really did thrill me to see you in the house, actually be able to say your name and
0: see <laughs> she, your face. She was so funny because you know she calls out different people who've donated, you know, and she called out my name with the with the with the, with the feeling that I wasn't there. Uh, Rashawn McDonald, I said, I'm here. Oh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's called I out that name it. so many years, uh, Rashawn McDonald, crickets, crickets, crickets. Uh
1: huh, uh huh. <laughs> I'm but here. You know what? You being there made a the big, <laughs> made such a difference, and it just really, it was just awesome to have you all in the house.
0: Well, first of all, uh of all, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of something. Let's make the announcement that as we are out on the press release, it back in uh, the, the charity this year raised seven hundred thousand dollars for the Holly Robinson Peete and family. Uh, for autism and Parkinson, correct.
1: Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now, and, you know, we, we fell short of our goals, um, but we're going. We we've been trying to hit that million mark for several years now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what? But we feel like we every year we learn. Right. Every year we get new partners. Right. We have got some new partners this year. And we, we we get we get we talk to our partners after we ask them what they think of the right. charity the event and we we build on that so we're very confident that we're going to hit that goal next year. Well,
0: first of all, uh, seven hundred thousand dollars is a, a is a proud number for Rashad McDonald to say on this show, Money Making Conversations. I know your goal is a million, and I'm there to next year to contribute to make sure we get closer to the number or past that million dollar mark. Because now I know the goal, so you know I didn't know the yes. goal. All I did was write a check. So now I know the goal, so my motivation <laughs> has to be different now. You know, my my, oh, well, my, my brand awareness, and uh, so in short, just yeah. tell people about what exactly the foundation does.
1: <clears throat> so, Holly Rod Foundation was started uh, like twenty. 20- almost 23 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. because of my father. My father, Matthew Robinson, who a lot of people at a certain age will remember as the, the original Gordon on Sesame Street, mm-hmm. which just celebrated its 50th anniversary, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was a television pioneer. He was, yes, he was really the first, one of the first black men on TV in that role. I mean, people, Those of you who are over fifty will remember that you know there really wasn't much diversity in children's television or television period Mm -hmm. uh, back then. And my dad came along and really changed the game as the not just the star Gordon and the first person you saw in the first episode of Sesame Street, but also an executive producer and somebody who wrote and made a had a Muppet called Roosevelt Franklin, (laughs) who really was part of that culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on, he ended up writing and producing. Many shows like Sanford and Sons of the Waltons, Eight is Enough, and The Cosby Show. And then he um, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease mm-hmm. at the young age of 48 years old, maybe even 45, 46. We didn't know what it was yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So he gets Parkinson's. I was a freshman in college. Um, I didn't really know what to do about that. But we later on when I met and married Rodney Pete, he, he helped show me that we needed to start a nonprofit to get the word out because there was not much information about Parkinson's and helping families. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. Then later on, our twins are born. Mm-hmm. RJ was diagnosed with autism, and we knew we had to share, expand our mission to autism. So we help families with compassionate care for both autism and Parkinson's disease. Uh, with the funds that we raised last year, we were able to open RJ's Place, our very first one in Los Angeles, which will help prepare young people on the spectrum to get jobs and right. the, in the workforce. So that's what we're doing, and we're really proud of the work we're doing. We have a lot more to go, a lot more things to do.
0: Well, you know, the thing about it is that I, I recommend everybody, um, I'm on the bandwagon in 2019, moving into 2020, uh, to pre promoted it to get the word out early, because I know that's how you hit mm-hmm. the million-dollar mark. You don't get to hit million-dollar mark. Just just doing an event and walking away. You have to continue, expand the brand, let advertisers know. And that's why I wanted to make this part of the interview. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Christmas uh, TV special coming up. But the thing about it, the, my walk away from the event was that I smiled the whole time.
2: I Aww. had a good time the
0: whole time. It, it felt like family when RJ came out. That's her son. I came out and dapped up Magic Johnson. That felt like a routine that has been happening and part of the presentation. And Magic sitting right there front and center for years. It just felt like mm-hmm. you know the whole, um, the whole, uh, the whole setup with. Uh, with Rodney hosting and and you know you know you know you you're the you're the extreme professional you know you can ad lib and and Rodney you know he knows how to call an he audible he knows he how, keep how to up with me. He, right he knows how he, he he knows how to he knows he's gonna get sacked. Out there hanging
1: knows, out with you, he knows because because backstage I'd be wearing him out because you know because he, he I'm like what happened to you when you're a quarterback you got to be ready for those hot reads those audibles you got to change the call the line of scrimmage because you know some things weren't working in order and I'm like and he was like wait because you know he likes plays he likes right, best right. plays I'm like if you don't just roll with the punches. So, but we get through, we have a lot of fun on stage and we do have a, a room full of really amazing people like yourself who understand our mission and we couldn't do it without you guys. Well,
0: I want to make an announcement because a couple of guests could not be announced that actually performed there that did an amazing performance because at the time that person was still in com- competition for America's Got Talent, correct? hmm
1: Would
0: mm-hmm. you make the announcement of who that was and uh, why his performance was so amazing?
1: Well, I think many of us saw Cody Lee from America's Got Talent when he went viral. It was something like thirty million views, and I'm not even <laughs> under exaggerating or right. over exaggerating. He, when he sang, came out blind with autism, and sang uh, in that audition, uh, and busted out with that Donny Hathaway song. We weren't ready, right? I mean, right. nobody was ready, and it just <laughs> it, it went viral, and it was amazing, and it was really incumbent upon America's Got Talent to really slow. Down the expectations of that because it was so viral. So when he went very viral, a lot of people like myself and the whole world were organ- were very touched for about you know what was going on. So I reached out to Cody Lee and his mom, and they responded and said that the show would allow them a couple of appearances. Um, And that was it, because Mm -hmm. they were still in competition, Mm -hmm. which, of course, we now know that he ended up winning. And he chose Holly Rod to perform, um, and he also chose perfectly, they they made the perfect choices, uh, to perform with Layla Hathaway, which Mm -hmm. makes absolute sense. So Layla and I were talking about you know,
0: we're friends and how amazing this kid is and was. So now he's in Vegas performing, Cody Lee, and um, he's just phenomenal. <laughs> the fun part about it is when I interview you and whenever you come on the show and we're talking about, it is a family conversation. It is about promoting your brand. It's about, you know, being able to extend. Because you have a career. And uh, and and we all know that in Hollywood there are no guarantees. And if you were to give yeah. people advice, you know, and I know you have, what I, I feel that your support system has been, powerful and then the fact that your parents were in the entertainment business your mom is amazing and if we could talk a little bit i've been mentioning several times if you could tell them exactly who your mom is and what she's doing today well my mom
1: is uh um now uh, living in palm springs living her best life at 83 she's really deserved (laughs) deserved and earned everything but you know she came to california in the 70s with two kids fleeing, you know, trying to look for a better life. And she ended up in these rooms where no one looked like her. So she broke through glass ceilings as a talent manager. Her first client was LeVar Burton on the eve of Roots. And she was somebody that just absolutely... Wouldn't take no for an answer, um, and so she was able to go on and manage Wesley Snipes and Rosie Perez and mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan and and people that were you know really took them to the pinnacle of their careers. Um, Absolutely, Martin Sheen, um, Charlie Sheen. She's worked with so many people and done some things that she wasn't supposed to do. So when she set off to find this better life uh, from Philly. Uh, She really did the the daggone thing. So I'm just so proud of her. Um, And now she's in her next chapter, as she said, which she's in Palm Springs. (laughs) She's worked hard. She's (laughs) hanging out down there. She got her little light. I just gave her the uh, Breaking the Glass ceiling Award uh, last week from the Palm Springs Women in Film and Television Organization. So she's still being honored. I'm pushing her to write a book because I think she has a, a couple great books in her.
0: Well, has a lot. It's a motivation. It's a light because she's so articulate and she's so personable. And uh, you know, and if you get near her, she she she'll, she'll find you a gig. You know, because she will yes. make, yes. make a phone call for you right there. I've noticed that a lot. Rashad, right. what you you need some help? That's right, ma'am. I'm good. You sure? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave the show, let's let's give one final wrap up about the uh, the hallmark movie. Uh, Let us know when we can find it. Give us some last-minute details so we can make sure we promote it. And, again, congratulations on your foundation.
1: (laughs) A family Christmas gift will premiere on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries December 22nd. Everyone, please make sure to watch it. I'm so excited (laughs) about it. And I cannot wait for everyone to see it, starring myself and Patty LaBelle. Uh, it's just such a heartwarming Christmas movie, and I can't wait for everybody to, to check it out. Um, and also, if you want to support Hollyrod Foundation, especially for the holidays, please go to hollyrod.org, H-O-L-L-O-Y-R-O-D.org, mm-hmm. and, um, and just help us out. We're supporting autism and Parkinson's. Uh,
0: all, amazing, as usual. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for allowing Thank me you. to promote your brand. And please tell Rodney Hi. And I see you guys I next will. year, but of course we'll talk prior to that because our goal is a million dollars. I'm putting it out there, and we're gonna put that yes. on everything. And speak it. And we're gonna speak it, and we're gonna make it happen this year. And I will be there on front row again, cheering you on, my friend, with my wife.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I love you guys, and thank you for coming. And we're gonna, I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, I time. appreciate
0: it, and happy New Year to you as well. And we be promoting the movie December 22nd on Hallmark. It
3: may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion-activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature? Or the business traveler, who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure? And don't forget grandparents. Blink X-T2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink X-T2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last.
2: Visit BlinkProtect.com sale. BlinkProtect.com sale.
0: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm the host. One of the hottest growing, fastest growing podcasts. Download my show. What is it on that? I'm in that 10% bracket of downloads in seven days. That's what they do with my show. My show go online. They download it. I'm in that 10% that they put out there. There's a mark where they, how they gauge downloading popularity. Well, I'm one of those popular podcasts out there. You can get me on Spotify, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, Apple. All the majors got me now. Right? If you have Alexa, you should just say money-making conversation. Enable money-making conversation. I started talking in your house. All that good stuff. Because money-making conversation is a show about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My guests, in turn, deliver information about their, their career, how they plan their career, the ups and downs of their career, motivation behind their career. Financial literacy, bringing those type of experts in there. And how, and most importantly, all my guests lead a balanced life and share their secrets to success. Now, let's get to the good stuff. My next guest, she's on the phone. Uh, she's an HBCU graduate of Prairie View A&M with a degree in engineering. My degree is in mathematics. So I I can, uh, she's kind of like, a. she's a little bit more advanced than me because she has to take physics. and Physics shut me down. Shut me down, I couldn't get past physics. Now she's a popular stand-up comedian, film star, Emmy-winning television co-host on The Real. And this past summer, she was the first woman to host the Essence Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana. She's on the show to talk about her talk show, The Real, her new book, talk about Cafe Mocha, and her new holiday, Ashley Stewart Fashion Line. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. Hey Rashawn, how are you? <laughs> I just love her. This I'm gonna tell you something before we get started. Lunny Love, we're we'll gonna be talking dead serious and she's gonna make you laugh. I've I've I I've have <laughs> saw a lot of gifted people. I was watching the Real the other day. They they have to keep the real is the talk show that she's the co-host on. They have to keep a camera on you because your physical your physical gestures, your your hmm, your uh your your side comments are just hysterical.
4: It's hysterical. Oh, <laughs> we try to keep levity and you know we try to do that uh,
0: well you 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 bring, bring it you bring it because the reason I like I, I love it and I'm, I'm happy you was able to do my show because sometimes individuals like you that are so talented I just like I just want to just tell you how good you are personally. And uh, oh. and I, I, you know, some people say I carry a little weight in the industry. You know, my what I say really helps out people and stuff like that. I'm just saying I'm not trying to help you out because you've been helped by your own talents that God gave you, and you've been uh, and you're tied to hard work. Now, the fun part about this conversation is that you started doing stand up at Prayer View, which is right outside of Houston, Texas, because you're a Detroit girl, correct?
4: Yeah, exactly. That's right.
0: <laughs> so. So now, tell me about this whole transition because you know you you kind of like me in a way because, I you know I work for IBM I uh I mm-hmm. uh, I got a math degree and I was doing stand up comedy at night and then I eventually left oh. IBM to pursue a career in stand up. Tell us your background. How how it all got started. Well,
4: that's um, really I got a um, I'm from the Brewster Projects, didn't have no money, and <laughs> then one day I ended up going to. Um, I got a uh, scholarship to go down to Prairie View and University. And um, one day, I just, even though I had the scholarship, I didn't have any spending money. I was in a bar one day, and it was like, well, we'll give somebody $50 for the best story. And um, I needed that money, so I just got up there and said a story. I don't know what I said. I don't know what the story. I just made up something and got the $50 and that made me realize that people actually pay people to tell stories. I was like, ooh, this is this is this is nice. But um I decided to go ahead and get my degree since I was already down there. Right. Got yeah. a job. I got a job in um in Los Angeles at Xerox. And mm-hmm. then um I worked there and I never really thought I'd be a stand up. But mm-hmm. then one day I was like depressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, I just knew I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be married. Um, I had had boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. And right. you know, as you mm-hmm. you know, you get a nice job and all that kind of stuff. It's time for you to make decisions in your life. But mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And one day I went to the comedy store and I saw all these men doing stand up, and I only saw one woman. Right. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. This is one woman and she was talking all kind of stuff. You know, how, you know, back then, you <laughs> yes, know, you in, the, in, right. the, in the 90s, that was that, <laughs> that rough, <laughs> that, that rough stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's when I started getting back in it. I started getting back in the stand up. I built up my career. Mm-hmm. And one day we had a layoff at my job and I went to my boss. I said, you know. Save a job
0: and lay me off because I was I was the worst engineer in the United States of America. So I just stop this right quick, Lonnie. Because first of all, you would not that's not what you wanted to do. It's just like IBM, I don't care. I I, I as, as good a job as they said I was doing, my heart was not in the job. That was not your passion. Yeah. Your gift was someplace else. And that's why I bring yeah. individuals like you on the show because there are a lot of people out there doing jobs right now. They're afraid to change. They're afraid to transition. How did you overcome that fear?
4: Well, I overcame the fear by making a plan. I knew mean, something. First of all, I had faith. Mm-hmm. And then I had faith that I knew that God was going to, you know, show me the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had to make a plan. And my plan was basically, what, what was I going to do? So I tell anybody, no matter what, you know, maybe you want to open up a daycare. You want to... You know, open up a restaurant. You want to do a catering business. Right. You know, any whatever it is you're trying to do, study it. Right. And that's one thing I like about engineering. Engineering taught me how to study. Right. And actually, it teaches you how to solve problems. So the mm-hmm. problem was I wasn't happy. Right. And I wanted to get out of my current <laughs> situation, so right. I studied. Mm-hmm. And I just started, started studying comedy and 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 understanding you know what was a joke, what was funny, what wasn't funny. You know, people say you can't, you, you could be naturally funny. You have to have that talent. Right. But there's also mechanics to understanding comedy. And so nope. that's what I did. I studied. And then once I saw that, you know, the sign for me was that layoff. When they, I was like, ooh, everybody was crying. I was like, ooh, this is my time <laughs> to get up and, and, and get and out change. of here. Make I a mean, change. because mm-hmm. with the layoff. You got severance package, mm. you know, so that gave me a little cushion, mm. you know. I, then I had already started developing um, some contacts in the comedy world, mm-hmm. so it was it it wasn't an easy transition, but at least it wasn't like I know some people they say, "Well, I'm gonna do comedy for six months." Comedy is not a six month thing. It's not. You when you get in it, you got to get in it. Absolutely, and it's going to be for a lifetime.
0: You know, it's really funny. Just, just I've never spoken to a comedian. With a with an engineering degree, and it's the same logic Perhaps. that I have in math, and I'm hearing a person mm-hmm. talk similar to me because it's a plan through the whole process. I I had a plan. I went out there. I had I would go into clubs and give people like, "Oh, a, a, can you evaluate my comedy performance?" And I would I, I would put mm-hmm. it in the folder. Yo, give me a sheet. They, they look at me going, "What are you talking about?" I say, "Here's a here's a form. Just check off what you think of me, and and you can mail it in later, and I'm gonna use this to get me bookings at other clubs." They went oh, okay, okay, we never had anybody do this before. I said, yeah, I'm just, this is how I've been trained from IBM. You do a job, you get evaluated by it, and people will pay you based on your evaluation. And just hearing your yep. logic is, is, is all in the same place. It's like, okay, I hear, I see these layoffs. Here's an opportunity. Let me take this severance pay. But you also know yep. there's no guarantee. But you also know that, hey, yep. you you know you got to work. It's a, it's a long run. And that's where people start falling off. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, there's been so many comics that I know that have tried to transition. Like, you know, I knew I needed to be someplace, either Los Angeles or or New York, if you really want to be in the business. Right. I know some comics they would like, "Well, you know, I saved up enough money six months, and I'm gonna make it." And it's like, nope. dude, you're not gonna make it in six months. <laughs> you know, it's just it don't it doesn't work like that. So I tell anybody, no matter what type of transition you're trying to make you got to have a plan. Right. You um, And that, no, there's nothing wrong. I think people feel like, well, you know, sometimes I don't have to have a, a, a security net. Nothing's wrong to me. Nothing's wrong with having a security net. Right. I knew that if it didn't work, I could always do something else. I could teach. I could, and that's another thing. And you have your plan, but also have like a little backup plan. And a backup plan doesn't mean that you're going to fail. It's To me, it's just something in your subconscious that you know you'll be all right. You know, instead of having nothing at all, you know, so,
0: the, you know, have a plan. This is the great thing about this. You know, I, I, I'm talking about because I got to, I got to make this. I made an announcement in your credits about hosting Essence Music Festival. It's called Essence Festival now. And walking on the stage, mm-hmm. you know, it can be as many as seventy thousand people in front of you. Okay. Yeah. And then knowing where you started, you know, you knowing because when you when you start making these transitions, you're telling people you're telling jokes, they they wait. Girl, don't you have a degree in engineering? They, they mm-hmm. people are doubt. <laughs> you know, your family members are question. you. Well, oh, "How are you going to get oh. paid? How you going to get paid? Well, where's the regular check at? Now you you leaving something good here. You sure? You sure? You sure? Wow. Mm-hmm. So in that transition, you have to start surrounding yourself with people who think like you and have your same passion. Otherwise, you won't make it a- through the whole process, and to go exactly, and to go from that to being on the stage, walking out there, talk talk about first of all getting the opportunity, getting the call to do that, and then walking out on stage mm-hmm. the first time at Essence Festival.
4: Well, uh, the thing is, is what people have to realize is number one, a lot of times everybody's not going to be happy for you. Right. So a lot of that doubt that they, that they, that they sincerely, they're trying to act like they're sincere and they're worrying and caring about you is, is their own fear is that they don't believe that you can do what you say you're out to do. Um, So I tell people that you have to believe in yourself. Nobody else believes in you believe in yourself. But with me being the first woman to host essence festival, um with 70,000 people um to be, to be the host to introduce um Michelle Obama, mm. uh, the first lady of the United States. That just doesn't come overnight. Mm-hmm. I've been in this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the thing is is that you know, um the thing is is that that was all part of my plan too. It's it's many nights on the road, it's it's um many hours on the road doing stand up, doing stand up all over this, the world. And understanding what everyone likes, what makes me different, what makes me funny, what will work for me.
0: Lonnie, you know I love you because I love you because of who you represent. I love you because of the authenticity of what you do on television and you stay true to who you are. Keep winning, okay? Please, and thank you for calling my show.
4: I appreciate you, Rashawn. Take care, okay? Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion-activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature? Or the business traveler, who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure? And don't forget grandparents. Blink XT2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XT2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies
2: last. Visit BlinkProtect.com sale. BlinkProtect.com
1: Money Making Conversations continues online at www.MoneyMakingConversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.
0: Welcome To Money-Making Conversation, I am your official host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money-Making Conversation radio talk show or podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I get guests all over the world now. All over the country. People I don't even know call my show now. You When you start out your show, you always get people you know. You know, get the, hey, man, come on, do my show. Come on, do my show. Now, you know, the show has gotten legs, you know, gotten reputation. You know, people come on my show, get, expose their brand to a new market share that they're not aware of and pitch their ideas. I provide the consumer and business owner access to these celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. And my guests... Whether in studio or on the phone, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation to be successful, motivation when the when times are tough, financial literacy, and how to lead a balanced life. And that's in balanced life meaning vacation, maintaining time with your kids, maintaining 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 time for yourself. That's really important in the whole process of this. My next good, I got two two people on the phone, so you know I'm gonna have fun. Two of them, one male, one female. Every you know, I'm gonna have because I got six sisters and two brothers, so I'm used to talking to a bunch of people at one time. My next guest, you can watch their cooking show on the Aspire Network. They are they are the creators of Butter and Brown. They showcase creative ways to prepare fantastic food and tasty cocktails. That's a, that's a word for drinks, liquor. You know, they 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 drink and eat at the same time with popular ingredients viewers are likely to have on hand. Please welcome for the Money Made Conversation. First time, the creators and hosts of Buddy Butter and Brown, Seth Brundle and Leslie Antonoff. Good morning. Hey, Leslie, I got well, that last name right. Did I get the last name right? Because I don't want to get you mad. <laughs> now, I've seen you on TV, child. Come on now. <laughs> it's Antonoff, but it's Antonoff. okay. Antonoff. right. I, I want to make sure it I get is. that right because, you know, you, you're dealing with knives, you, know, you mess around <laughs> yes, and I, I willed them correctly. You know, you mess around. So, first of all, how did you two get together? Leslie and Seth, let's talk about the beginning. How did you guys come together as a dynamic cooking duo?
5: Sure. Um, Seth and I both grew up in Los Angeles, and we also went away to college. I went to Howard University, and Seth went to Morehouse. Um,
0: and so Atlanta our... and D.C., right? Atlanta and D.C., right? Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> yes, Atlanta and D.C. Um, and so when we were done at school, we both returned home. And you know, when you leave away from home and you come back, things are a little different and sometimes you you know, you hang out with a new crowd. Um and so we were introduced through a mutual friend of ours and just kind of bonded over our love of, you know, food, fashion. We had both gone to black colleges. So we had a lot in common and we just, you know, kind of became friends fairly quickly.
0: Okay, Seth, that was a really short story, you know, and I know she can talk, <laughs> so can you add some stuff that she missed out? Seth, please. Thank you, sir.
6: Man, so um we actually if you I don't know why I don't, know why I don't know why she act like she can't talk weed. on my
0: show. I don't know why she act like she can't talk. Because you can't shut her up on the TV. I know there's a lot of footage on the floor where she just keeps talking. And Seth, I be looking at you, brother. You know, you look you look at the screen sometime and go, Can I just say three words? Just say, how are you? Can I say that? She come on my show, she give a synopsis of one minute. That's our whole relationship. He went we you know to we uh, right. right.
6: know what we had on. Right. You want to know what we had on. He want to know what we ate. So right, you we we to weed about that a little bit more. So we met. We actually met um, mm. for the first time. Mm. We always tell people this story. We met for the first time at a Taco Tuesday at El you know in L.A. And I don't remember that time, but it was me and my full, you know, 20-something-year-old um, self. I used to walk around with, like, a, a king's crown on. You know, my style has always been like very bold, very bright, very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Um, so she thought I was like obnoxious at first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, which I'm sure like is not too far off from the truth because I, I personally was <laughs> back then. And then the following time we met was at um, a mutual friend's house where we kind of, you know, were in a corner together and, you know, we were just vibing on all of our life experiences and all of our interests and things like that. You know, from food to fashion to you know, both of us being two of the only ones in our group of friends who attended HBCUs, right? And from there, we just hit it off. We were we were like inseparable. We were at each other's houses, you know, every other day. We were you know going to kickbacks, going to parties, hanging out like we were like family, like instantly. Um, so, you know, from the friendship uh, grew, you know this this amazing television show. Um, that we have now that started off as a web series on Ether Ray's, uh YouTube network, and you know the way everything happened was really naturally. Leslie and I are two of the main ones in our group of friends who cook, right? So when we would have these Friday night white wine downs, or you know when we have these kickbacks and stuff like that, we were always the ones in the kitchen, and not because people forced us, but because we loved it, right? Um, so Leslie sent me a text message one day, like out of the clear blue. Like I remember, I was <laughs> driving down the one ten freeway. Can't remember where I was coming from, probably downtown at some showroom or something like that, but I was driving down the 110 freeway. She sent me a text and said, yo, we should do a cooking show. Um, and we should show it to Issa because, you know, she's looking for new content and so on and so forth. And it was, it was just a no brainer for us. Um, so, you know, like I don't think either one of us ever considered that we would enjoy the success that we have. In the culinary realm, but it was just, you know, it was just something that was birthed naturally out of our friendship dynamic, out of our love for food, out of our love for comedy. You know, if you watch Butter and Brown once or twice, you know that we always infuse sketch comedy into our show because that's a very important aspect of our friendship. We love to laugh. You know, sure um, You sure should Make me laugh. We're going to be laughing at you make later, brother. Laugh. <laughs> make, make me <laughs> laugh. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to okay, you Later. Good. Why, Why wait? Right. <laughs> right.
0: You, right, good. Now. Good. Good. right now. Right now. Because y'all silly. Y'all, you know, like y'all silly. <laughs> y'all silly. Y'all <laughs> silly. And you that's a compliment. That's a compliment. You know,
6: it's a big part of our friendship, and we really wanted to, you know, the other thing that's been validated by fans of the show is we really wanted to create a cooking show That was for everybody. You know, not everybody is a fan of cooking, especially not everybody's a fan of um, cooking shows. But we make the show that, you know, people who are not interested at all want to watch because it's just like hanging out with your friends and laughing. You know know what I mean? And you you just happen to get like a cocktail and some good food.
0: That's the key because I watch Um, a lot of shows, uh, cooking shows. And I'm going to tell you something. I People always want me to do a cooking show or some baking show. It's a gift, and you two have that gift. In other words, when you're cooking and you're and you're and you're making things, it's like a it's like an extension of your hand, an extension of your conversation, and that's what's mm-hmm. enjoyable about the whole process. When I watch you two uh, on, on TV or watch a video YouTube video, it's just like it's so effortless, and it's so and and, and, and the fact of the matter is, it's like you know, it's like a brother and a sister in the kitchen together to me. Okay. Exactly. And 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 so yeah. and, and so and so I don't know who I'm gonna go per episode. I don't know who I'm gonna get though. You know, because <laughs> uh, you know Leslie just don't know what to do with her hair. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you know she's a beautiful woman. One day she got the hair down her back. Next thing is cut off. When next thing is up, It's up. So that's part. Then next thing you got to man. the beauty.
6: That's the beauty of black women. Bro. I know. You know bro. I, I know that. That's I I got six sisters. I got do, six sisters. They can literally do anything. Literally doing anything. But you, but you, know,
0: cooked, but but that's the beauty of it, though. Except that cut. is that, but it's never <laughs> been done in the kitchen, though. I've never seen that, and this is this is a good thing yeah. because that's a personality. In other words, this is a very complimentary statement that I'm making to both of you guys. Like you. something you have your little hat on, you yep. know, your little brim on. Who wears a brim in the kitchen? <laughs> your
6: boy, <laughs> your boy. You your boy. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who wears a
0: brim in the kitchen? But you, Cedric the Entertainer, or somebody in the cooking? You. <laughs>
6: Right, Yeah. right, right, right. You know, we always, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. We always want to give people something refreshing. If you turn on a Butter and Brown week to week and you get in the same format, the same clothes, the same hair, the same, you know, <laughs> instructions, the same ingredients and things right. like that. Like nobody's going to want to watch after a couple episodes. Well, you right know, I, So, I, you know, it's just very much the style stuff is very much reflective again, like of our personalities. Both of right. us really love fashion. Both of us really love getting dressed and, right. you know, buying new clothes and stuff like that. So it's, it's absolutely an authentic reflection of us.
0: Here's the beauty of our, first of all, thank you for coming on my show and thank you for allowing it's me funny. to promote and just get a little background of who I am. Uh, I, I I am a, a, a foodie. I have a thing called Roshan Eats where I, I I promote popular restaurants that I go in and dine on. A Pico recommend, and I have a baker spotlight website where I promote uh, baking. And then uh, on my oh. on my Facebook, I almost got like eight hundred thousand followers, where I always promote uh, good cooking, good good recipes. Okay. And if you don't mind, team, I, I I love this relationship I have created, I feel, on the phone. I love to promote some of your recipes and then drive people to watch you on TV. If you go to Rashawn McDonald, you'll see on Sunday, on Mondays, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I always promote food. I miss everything else I do, motivational Mondays, and my, my podcast, of course, gets promoted. But food carries a lot of weight. Uh, i say 75% of my followers are female. OK. OK. And, uh, and so I'd love to uh, really help showcase and help build your brand and just 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 promote the different recipes that you guys have out there and drive traffic to your TV network. That's my offer to you, cause I feel that the kinship, uh, you like little brothers and sisters, little, 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 little bitty brother, little bitty sister, to me on this phone today. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to make sure that y'all understand who Rashawn is. That's why I created money making conversation. I got a lot of cool tentacles that I've created over the years, and that's the, the general purpose. There's not no money involved here. It's is about relationships, and I've been successful because we, I understand the value of relationships.
6: We love that. Love, love, love that.
5: Thank you. That's awesome. Um, you can find all of our recipes actually on the Um mm-hmm.
6: And so you can shoot,
5: you know, everybody right there. You can share them from your site and, you know, it can, they can get right to finding them because they're available after every show. Right. Um, and then also, even on our Instagram, we have some of our recipes up on our page. We haven't populated them all just because, you know, we want people to make sure they get back to um, Aspire and they're able to find them there. Absolutely. But Absolutely. We are, you know. Well, you're know, working on that. We well, that's the whole thing. Access. That's
0: the whole thing because I know that, you know, you guys are gifted. You know, you have a gift. You know, I, I enjoy, I actually enjoy watching you guys. That's why I can tease you in my interview because I'm comfortable uh-huh. enough to be able to have these fun level of conversation. But also I respect the talent. The talent's there. But I also know a part of the process is getting the word out. Letting people know that, yeah, you absolutely. know, that, that, that I'm available. You can find me here or if not, find me here. Find me on my social media. If not, find me, here, find me on YouTube. And that's why I created money-making conversations. And like I said, uh, usually on Saturday or Sunday, I post uh, some food, uh, some food items. You know, on Sunday, I'm always posting some picture of me holding some dessert, and people lose their mind. You know, for some reason, I hold a, some cake with a recipe tied to it. <laughs>
7: people love good food.
0: Good food. And, uh, and that's
6: I, not a mystery at all. <laughs> you know,
0: and and I and but to the, the, the be able to see new talent, brand new talent. And like you too, and uh, be able to help new talent like you grow is, is, is part of my dream. It's part of my process. And I just wanted to let you know that. How can people tell people your, your social media handles and let everybody know where they can find the television show so we can wrap up everything with a smile?
5: Absolutely. Well, you can find me at Hot Mommy. That's my personal Instagram and my brand is H A U T E M O M M I E. You can find Butter and Brown everywhere at Butter and Brown. That's and spelled out. And we are at Aspire.tv. Seth?
0: Well, my friends, thank you, can you for find coming. Me on everywhere, okay.
6: everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere, on every platform, every <laughs> social media <laughs> network, everywhere. I love it. I love it. At Seth, Seth Brundle, S E T H B R U N D L E. I'm everywhere at Seth Brundle except for Snapchat. Somebody stole my name, but I don't use Snapchat anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> Thank you, y'all. <laughs> right.
0: Nor do I. Nor do I. So my friends, <laughs> yeah. you got a, you gotta got, got a family member here. I'ma promote you. I got my hand raised, my left Thanks, hand raised yeah. and I'm committed to the to the butter and brown campaign of growing the brand and making it as worldwide, okay?
3: It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion-activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature? Or the business traveler, who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure? And don't forget grandparents. Blink X-T2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink X-T2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last.
2: Visit BlinkProtect.com sale. BlinkProtect.com sale.
0: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. I always tell everybody, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Money Making Conversations. Each Money Making Conversation radio talk show or podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to CEOs, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. We, in turn, as guests on my show, uh, deliver information about career planning, no motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life, which leads to the secrets to success. My next guest is on the phone. I'm excited. I enjoy talking to young entrepreneurs. You know that's why I started the show, Money Making Conversations. Not only just passing my advice to young entrepreneurs, but people who want to break into business and get information. So I always tell people there is not an age you should you should stop chasing your dreams. And a lot of people do put time limits on when they should stop. And it leads to frustration. It leads to them not accomplishing a lot of I wish I would have. One thing in my vocabulary is the word. That is not in my vocabulary. I wish I would have. It's like, what will I do? What would I want to do? Those are the sentences that lead my life on a daily basis. By the time my next guest was 14 years old, he had a full beard. The last time he was clean shaving was for high school graduation. Today, he is the CEO of Rugged Evolution. A beard, a beard. Carolina products. Please welcome back to money making conversation. Haven't hadn't had him on in a long time. Very good friend of mine, Arrington Gavin.
7: How you doing, Miss McDowell? It's been, a, it's been a long time,
0: long long time. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you still look good. You still look good. Let's,
7: let's you, you, you the same. <laughs> thank you.
0: Let's talk about uh, you know, just talk about a little bit of personal experience because you know we all know that. Uh, you know, when when you when you look different and you talk different, and you act different. People tend to treat you different. Now, in in my intro, I talk about you had a full beard or a, a full beard at the uh, age of fourteen. Were you teased by that when that was happening?
7: No, I was. It was actually. It made me more popular. Actually, I mean, Ooh, you know, girls
0: was like, manning up, up, manning oh,
7: up. <laughs> <laughs> it made me a man quicker. So I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I attended private school, so we had a no facial hair policy. So I had to. Get rid of it. So that was
2: that
0: was a downfall. But I, I loved it. <laughs> well, it was probably good that you, you went to that type of school. Stopped all the madness. <laughs> that's right. That's fun. Right. <laughs> that's fun. That's, that's fun. So let's, let's let's talk about you know being a person who who got facial hair at such an early age. What were the challenges for you, or who did you turn for advice or information at that at, at, at that stage? Even though you didn't carry it year round because your your school uh, made you cut cut it. You do. You could, you had to deal with the issues of shaving. I'm sure daily shaving, or at least shaving several times a week. How did you deal with that? And who did you turn for advice?
7: Well, I actually turned, I went to a dermatologist because I, I could never really shave. I never used a straight razor on my face because it used to irritate my skin. And right. that was a reason for, uh, why I went to the dermatologist. So uh, I, I went to my dermatologist for the advice. Um, also, the, uh, the a doctor's note to give to my school so I wouldn't have to really shave, too much. Just keep it a little, you know, closer, but you know, so they won't really, you know, notice it. Right. But uh, the best—that would be the person who I, I tend to for advice. First, I had to go on the medical side. I'm like, wait a minute, this is—I don't want to continue to, you know, mess up my skin. So mm-hmm. once, uh, once you know, graduation came, uh, and I was—I was a free man from high school. I'm I
1: break <laughs> that beard. <heavily. laughs>
0: I know because I—I have this same problem. Like, if you put a, a razor on my face, I would break out. You know, I. I use an electric razor all my life, you know, because that's the only way I can actually shave around my neckline, which I, you know, when you have a beard, that's where you shave. And that's where there's a general tendency to bump up along your neckline Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So I know that I know you having to deal with that was a pretty frustrating period for me to admit that this is how I have to deal with my my hair, facial hair conditions, because so many people don't. They they just look at facial hair and think it's just a simple process, and it's really a lot more complicated than that. Correct?
7: Oh yes, sir. And on top of that, I'm still in the stage of almost uh, puberty. I mean, for fourteen. The the ages were between maybe 11ish to fourteen, fifteen. So mm-hmm. I was, I had, you know, I had acne. Mm-hmm. Also, and in, in high school, so with that on top of this, I'm like, no, no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't. This <laughs> mess up my swagger. This mess up my swagger. I can't. I can't.
0: <laughs> right, and so, so as you as you as you as you go through life, you 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 dealt with this through high school. Now it's on to college, and like I so said, you have a full mm-hmm. beard. When did the entrepreneurial side of you start to develop out of this?
7: Well, I always, as a kid, watching my parents who are both entrepreneurs, I've always had that in my blood. I uh, never knew where journey it was going to take me. Uh, but fast forward, once I'm in uh, college, um, I had a beard as a college sophomore. I had a beard. I love my beard, and I wanted to, you know, find out how much, how, how can I maintain it? So I, I started purchasing a lot of uh, beard care products. Some were okay. A lot weren't okay. Right. And um, I'm spending uh, my money uh, month to month on beard care products money that was, that was that was my weekend money. That was, that was my, my, turn of, my, my, my turn of money. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I did my own research on uh, various essential oils, mm-hmm. butters, and all natural products. And I also had, you know, close, excuse me, close friends that were uh, new to the beard community. So they were kind of like my testers. So I, I started to make, you know, whip it up in the kitchen and um, made it for myself as well as my friends and got great reviews. And for me, I'm like, okay, I got great reviews. Okay, that's good. That's good. Then I'm Walking around campus, uh, you know, I look in all different directions—north, south, east, west—and I realize I'm looking at guys with beards, goatees, mustaches. So right then and there, I knew it was a market for it.
0: Right. And right. And
7: that's pretty much where I said, "Okay, let me write down my business plan." Mm-hmm. And uh, from there on until graduation came, I took a leap of faith and launched my online store in November of uh, 2017.
0: Wow! Congratulations. By the way, first of all, let's let's go back Thanks. to this. I'm in the kitchen just whipping something up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get a lot of guests who come on my show with that same philosophy, you know, They, because, you know, because your degree was in what? Your degree was in what?
7: My, my degree was in health and wellness, health and wellness. I wanted to pursue athletic training. So I've always had a passion for the human body. So right. mm-hmm. that, I had to take because I'm trying to I'm trying to get to as this. As well.
0: I'm trying to get to this part in the kitchen, just whipping this up. You know what? What? what you know what, what? were you whipping up, man? Were you—I got me some baby all over here. I got me some Jergens. I got me some. You know what were you whipping up in the kitchen, man? They got to this point, not trying to give away your trade secrets, but definitely just to say you whipped up something and then just slapped it on your face and you started smiling, then everybody started smiling with you. What? Because it wasn't sticky, you know. You know, because I use your product, it does It's not sticky. it's you know, it it, it shines. It, it, you know, I can I can put things. You know, it's really a really really great product. So let's talk about the early stages of you in the kitchen whipping stuff up.
7: Okay, well I I various butters and all nat- all natural essential oils. Right. Uh, that 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 was my main ingredients that I was opening up. I can't you know I can't give any sense out. Right. But uh, but uh, things like beeswax, I I was. Researching things that were good for um, hair textures and right. good for uh, our skin, uh, make sure it ha- had all the right vitamins that can help nourish and help uh, uh, and help take care of our beards.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about your product. You have it. How can your product? Mm-hmm. Help men in the bearded community because you know you know you got James uh, James Harden you know is really NBA yep. the beard which I really I know that excites you because that means the beards are being more <laughs> and more popular and it, beards Absolutely. are not just tied to any particular ethnic group either and so so Absolutely. so the, the branding of the beard is like Michael Jordan came along in the eighties and they made the ball head popular and now James beard James James Harden is making the beard popular in the NBA. And uh, and that that's mm-hmm. hitting that millennial market share that you want because I would tell people you get your customers early they'll stay with you forever. And so, how would the right. question back to you? Know, how would your product help men in the bearded community?
7: Well, help all around. Uh, first, with uh, cleansing this, it will keep it nice and clean. A uh, great, uh, very moisturized and all around maintained. Because I always tell people, remember, a clean beard is a healthy beard. Right. And that will our, uh, that will prevent because our facial hair. Is the magnet to bacteria and grease, so you want to help maintain that because if you don't, bacteria will sometimes—well, excuse me—will lead to uh, irritation to the skin and might lead to infection. And right. so you don't want to, don't want that to happen.
0: <laughs> right. It's little things as, like that that you, well as, yeah. that you don't even realize the 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 overall. You know, if you're lazy with, you know, it can go back to your facial hair. Just if you don't have facial hair, you know, just not washing your face. Now you got hair on the face which means there's a double mm-hmm. because you have to worry about your skin drying underneath your beard. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. talk about your product in general, how you, uh, you know, got, I got it you because know, I've gotten several kits from you and I bought a couple of kits where they have the brush, they have the comb, they have certain oils, they have certain some. some talk about the whole process of putting together the brand. I'm talking to, uh, Avon, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Arrington Gavin, who's the CEO of Rugged Evolution. It's a bearded, uh, bearded hair care line. And he, we're talking about the whole process of, in 2017, he launched an online store. I am a uh, user of his products. I'm a believer of his products. Uh, if you go online, you see the quality of the uh, artwork. You see the quality of the website, which is always really key when people launch their brands because that's the first line of experience when you start to put your brand out. How does it look online? How does it look on your smartphone? How does it look on your large screen laptop or desktop? So now we're at a point now where you have a product out there. How do you start developing the lines within your product?
7: Uh, well, for, first what I did, I made sure I had my business plan out on paper. Right. And then I uh, made sure that there first was a market for it. And this is this is all fast forward. when I was in college, I right. uh, made sure it was a market forward. Then, of course, building on uh, building on a, a great uh, excuse me, a marketing team that can help with the marketing and the finances, right. and uh, two two main components: incorporated and in being trademarked. Uh, and the two the two difference uh, for anybody that's not too familiar with it: being incorporated will help you in your state; that will protect your name within your state. Being trademark will help you uh, around the country. So that was my main uh, Mm. focus as far as building building that brand, Mm -hmm. Um, but but, building that side. Uh, As far as within my uh, within rugged evolution, I wanted to first have the quota that uh, you can whether you're a man of uh, uh, whether you're a labor worker or uh, work in corporate America, you can still be a man of distinction and rock a well groomed beard
0: your brand can't be built by itself you know it has to be uh you know it has to be the customers that you have the employees that you bring on board your inner circle they all have to think forward and be forward thinking about what you are trying to do with your brand again i'm so happy for you uh, samantha's going to contact you we're going to do that cyber monday Rashawn McDonald's cyber monday want to drop yours write it to the newsletter we're going to get it out and then uh, And just watch your brand continue to grow. Again, I'm talking to Arrington Gavin, the CEO of Rugged Evolution Incorporated. Uh, My man, again, congratulations. Our relationship will continue to grow in 2020. But before that, let's sell some product. That's right.
7: Thank you so much, Mr. Don, for having me. A Great friend, and you've been a blessing to myself and my family. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: I appreciate you, my friend. Talk soon.
3: It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion-activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature? Or the business traveler, who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure? And don't forget grandparents. Blink XT2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XT2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies
2: last. Visit BlinkProtect.com sale. BlinkProtect.com sale.
1: Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.